been a crazy couple of weeks. Lockdowns. Trying to start up life again. Figuring out if it's safe outside. Figuring out if there's anything for you outside anymore. A lot of it can be overwhelming. And almost invariably, many of these things will lead to conflict even if we don't want them to. It's just a lot of pressure, isn't it? And no real outlets. Anyway, guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm sorry, it's taking a couple of weeks to get this done. Um, I guess I'm also just trying to live in the middle of a pandemic. So the last time we explored conflict, how to understand it. But after you're done understanding, how then do you manage it? So how about you just find a nice place to chill and then maybe we can look at it together. Once you're done understanding the role of conflict, how then do you manage it? Because it's not enough to just understand, is it? You need to be able to teach yourself to manage conflict so you can come out on the other side of it successfully. How do we do that? Every time we talk about conflict, many times we think of arguments. We think of verbal altercations or physical altercations with one person or some people. But right off the bat, I think it's important to understand something that even if it's not expressed, there can still be conflict. I guess this bursts the bubble for those people who feel like not doing anything or not acting isn't as aggressive as the more common forms of conflict. So if you feel called out, yeah, I'm talking to you. In the last episode, I remember mentioning that I think that the success of a relationship doesn't necessarily have to do with how many things people share in common or have as similarities, but their ability to manage this conflict. And here's how I think it can be done. I've always believed that the first step is look inwards to examine your own self and your own objectives as honestly as possible. Why is this important? You can lie to everybody else, but make sure that you're not lying to yourself. And so an honest examination of what you really want when you're trying to manage a conflict is important. Are you looking to just get some sort of emotional or psychological release? In which case, you're looking for something that's cathartic. Something that helps you to relieve the pressure that you feel on the inside. Or are you looking to enlighten? In which case you're looking to explain and to communicate to somebody else so that they understand your point of view and your pain points. Or are you looking to tell them off? Are you looking for some kind of revenge? Are you looking for justice? It's important to figure out why you're going into that area of conflict at that time because it helps you to focus your message and how you choose to go about it. Personally, I've come to understand that when I speak, especially when there is conflict, there are two things that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get them to see my point of view, but I'm also hoping for some catharsis, that if I speak and if I get out the things that are on the inside, then I will feel lighter and I may not be as emotionally disturbed about that situation. This is important for me because it then means that I have to select a partner or I have to make sure that who I'm speaking to understands the value of listening because I place a value on being heard. 
you don't necessarily have to agree with me, but I want to know that you have honestly taken the time to understand what you assume is my position as I communicate it to you, and that you have given it enough respect to think about it or to think on it, and even if it doesn't affect your behavior, you can understand where I come from. So what about you? When there is conflict and you're looking to communicate and to manage that process, what are you hoping to achieve and what is your objective? You need to figure that out going in. It goes without saying that something else that is important is that you have to be sure that you are ready to manage conflict so that you are not doing it out of a sense of necessity because you think it's the right thing to do or because somebody has said it but because you place a value on managing that and managing the relationship with the other person even in the midst of conflict. So be honest enough to make sure that you're okay with managing that conflict at the time. If you aren't, it may be necessary or wise to not have it at that time and then perhaps to communicate that to the other person so they don't see it as you not placing a value on managing that conflict it is then seen as you making an attempt to make sure that when you are managing the conflict, you are in the best possible position to do so successfully. So examine your own mind space and then based on that, know if you are ready to manage that conflict and if you aren't, communicate. Another thing that's important when you're managing conflict is focus. This is because both parties, you are and the other person just might be in a heightened state of emotions, which means that everything that is said or is consumed has a tendency to take on a lot more intensity because of the emotions. Why is that important? Because usually in managing conflict, each party is trying to get out what is on their minds. And in communicating, not everything may be as orderly or as relevant as they present it. Now, usually we use that as an opportunity to sort of debunk what they're saying. We start to say things like, oh, do I do this all the time, like you said? Even though when we think about it, we may understand that the person does not mean all the time. And I'm pretty sure someone's going to say, oh, well, if it's not all the time, then the other person shouldn't say all the time. And while that is true, people should be accurate and should not exaggerate what they mean. I'm going to be honest and say, I don't think it's in good faith to then expect somebody to be as accurate or as factual as they would be on a normal day when they're in a heightened state of emotion. Again, it doesn't give them the liberty to say things and to be hyperbolic or to exaggerate beyond what actually is. But emotions already create a heightened state of perspective so it's very possible that even you in your heightened state of emotions may not be seeing things as clearly the same way you assume that the other person is not seeing or presenting things clearly it's also important when asking for clarity and for people to be factual to not assume that they are trying to deliberately skew things because if they are, then you probably shouldn't have a relationship with that person or 
you should ask yourself why they want to pre- present these things in a certain light. This is important so that you can decide how best to deal with them. So I guess what I'm trying to say is focus. Because people have a tendency to not be as factual or as precise when they're in an emotionally heightened state, especially when that is a negative emotion. And because you can be that way sometimes, I believe that that is a courtesy that you must extend to people when they say things that may not necessarily be totally factual. So for instance, if somebody says you do this all the time, the odds are you don't do it all the time. You may do it a fair number of times. And so when somebody says that, I think it's important to understand what they may be trying to say, which means that you still have to have a positive disposition in your mind to them, even when you argue. Because remember, conflict is really just a difference in opinion or position or perspective at a particular time. It could change depending on information, time, perspective, and objectives. So you want to keep that in mind and stay focused when you have a discussion. But what does it mean? It means that you have to, at the beginning, figure out what the issue you're discussing actually is. And every time you keep checking and saying, are we off point? But it also means that you're going to let a lot of things slide, quote unquote, at the time. If you need to write things down like I do, then you should probably consider doing that so that you do not distract from the actual message, the actual point of trying to manage that particular conflict. If there are things that are said that may not be true or you feel need addressing, look for other ways so that you do not disturb that process or create another branch of discussion on the main one. This is what we tend to do a lot. So my friend calls it having a communication tree where you start out at one point, but you get so distracted with certain off statements that people make that you keep going on these tangents. So somebody says, I don't like the way you speak to me. You talk to me like this all the time. The tendency is to say, do I do it all the time? Well, what about this time and that time and that time? But in doing that, You have left the message of, you don't speak to me properly. And you have started off a new tree of, how often do I do this? Usually that can lead to a certain amount of back and forth. But more often than not, somewhere along that discussion of how often, is something else that's said by one party that the other person takes offense to. And then they set off another branch. But notice how the actual point has still not been addressed. Usually what happens is that we set off so many branches that we then begin to assume that the the problem or the conflict is a lot more compounded than it really is. And in many ways, yes, a lot of things are interlinked. But it's because we don't focus that we bring all of them to the table at the same time. So focus is important. And that means you have to keep checking because focus is not a one-time thing. It means as you go along in the discussion, in talking about the real reason you're having the conflict and in trying to find a way past it, you have to keep saying things like, what are we talking about again? Not in the Nigerian sense of what are we talking about, but a check to make sure that you're still on focus and that you are not bringing more things to the table 
that need to be there at that time. And finally, I think it's important to understand the difference between truth and judgment. Many times when we are having a back and forth with someone or we're having a verbal altercation or some kind of conflict, when things are said to us in a way that we do not appreciate, the tendency is to think that we're being condemned, not because of what is said, but perhaps because of how it is said. And that's a fairly valid thought, but permit me to counterbalance it by this. Even though there is a link between what is said, the subject of the message, and how it is said, the execution, I think it's important to be able to separate those two things. The fact that somebody tells us something that is true, even if they don't say it in the best way, does not negate the fact that we need to examine that truth and see if it's something that we should be holding ourselves accountable to, even if we don't like how it's said. This is important because many times we would rather run away from the truth of something because of how it's presented to us and we want it presented in the best possible way which isn't a crime, but then we should not run the risk of wanting to police how we should be held accountable. I guess that's just something to think about, or maybe we can talk about it in another episode. Until then, remember this, your fear of conflict is understandable, but your commitment to getting to the other side positively should be what drives you. That helps you to examine your motives It helps you to frame the other person in a position where they are not your enemy and they are not against you. And it helps you to understand the context in which they say what they say, that there is no desire to hurt you. How well do you manage conflict? Until we talk again, stay safe and be well. Goodbye.